0: Welcome to Problem Addict, a weekly podcast about notoriously problematic pop culture icons from our favorite reality TV shows past and present, music videos, movies, and everything in between. It is currently 91 degrees in New York City. I have my AC off, no fans are going. I once again am coming to you from my walk-in closet that I have converted into my recording studio. I am sweating my ass off, (laughs) Um, but I mean, as much as I want to try to make this a short episode, I feel like I'm just going to go on tangent and tangent and tangent, and um, I'm doing it all for you, listeners. I'm doing it all for you. (laughs) This week, we're going to talk about the Challenge All Stars currently streaming on Paramount Plus. We're going to talk very briefly on Top Chef on Bravo and uh, BET's The Encore. I feel like those episodes were kind of not interesting, um, but the Challenge All Stars brought back waves and waves of nostalgia and good times. I'm a child of the '90s. I love the '90s. The '90s to me were probably—if I could go back to the '90s—I would relive them. <laughs> I would. and i would do everything different (laughs) all right so the challenge all stars this show i think is great and i hope people are watching the challenge is probably one of my favorite reality shows of all time ever since cast members of the real world and road rolls got together and do these like summer camp drinking fun in the sun challenges it's just always made me feel like hey i want to grow up and do that Uh, Like many people that are in my early 40s, I auditioned once for some MTV show. I don't quite even remember if they told us what show it was, but I'm assuming it was going to be for Road Rules or uh, Real World, and all I remember about my audition is I went to a club the night before, stayed at the club the entire time, and then in the morning, like, showed up at the audition. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, I never got a call back. Anyway... Uh, T.J. (laughs) announces, and T.J. is is the host. T.J. has been the host for, like, years. Uh, T.J. hosts the Challenge All-Stars, and T.J. makes this over-the-top proclamation at the top of the episode. (laughs) He says, quote, The Challenge is the most thrilling competition series ever created. The battles are epic. The victories are monumental. And the defeats are devastating. We have chosen the best of the best, Parenthetical aside, um, we chose the best of the best that didn't get COVID and could travel to Argentina. End of parenthetical aside. He's assembled the best of the best of all-stars of the game and brought them to a remote mountaintop where their mental fortitude, physical strength, and emotional willpower will be tested like never before. And this is all laid over montages of people quitting, falling into water, Uh, general epic fails of past challenges so it's it's hilarious um I also want to know will the massive challenge letters be back can't wait to find out remember how last season in Iceland they would lug (laughs) these like eight foot letters that said the challenge out to each of their challenge destinations and I was like are these styrofoam because they look heavy but they must be light because you're dragging them across like glaciers (laughs) anyway um the budget Let's talk about the budget. The budget must be huge for all-stars. The cinematography looks great. And it's not necessarily stated in this episode, but they are in Argentina. It's green, it's lush, uh, there's great landscape, landscape shots, clouds rolling in, time-lapse, all that stuff. It feels almost like that HBO Max show, The Bridge, which I talked about earlier. Um, that was a real treat of TV <laughs> during quarantine. So Katie is the first contestant we see. She looks like she hasn't aged since her last time on the challenge, like at all. She can't still be smoking cigarettes after all these years, right? Her skin looks good and she seems like she's in relatively good shape. Uh, She reminds us all that the last time we saw her was on Cutthroat where she left with two black eyes after plunging into the water after she like misses jumping onto the platform (laughs) and we get a quick glimpse of Katie with Kenny and Evan or Redacted rather Uh, and that's probably the only time we'll get to see Kenny and Redacted this challenge or ever again so good for that although I will say when Kenny was on the challenge I thought Kenny was one of the hottest men ever on the challenge (laughs) it's uh, I have bad taste sometimes uh so katie won the inferno her title card says and i'm trying to remember what happened in the inferno but i'm sure they'll like rehash all these memories so i won't have to like go look up those clips mark long is next mark long is probably like the og uh mark long gets an interview he might be from the first season or maybe the second season of road rules uh, which seems like such a long time ago mark also has the body of like an aging gay porn star i feel Um, and that's a, that's a very niche comment, but if you know what an aging gay porn star's body looks like, that's what Mark's body looks like to me. (laughs) Alton is the winner of Gauntlet 2. He came from real world Las Vegas the first time around. My real world watching probably ended with the second Back to New York season, like with Miz and Coral. So, um, Alton's like, like Alton's to me is like a true OG. Gisella? Gizella, Yizella falls down the bus stairs, the stairs of the bus rather, in a really cute outfit. She looks like she's uh, on vacation going. She's dressed like a housewife of blank franchise on vacation. And it's not like a Beverly Hills housewife. She's, I feel like she might be like a, oh, what's a good spot for her? Let's place her you know what it's like a dallas outfit <laughs> it's like a da. it's like not quite right but it looks great on her well no actually I-, I take that back this outfit looks great on her but it wouldn't look good on anyone else does that make sense like like you know how like portia williams can wear clothes that look good on her but no one else could pull it off unlike giselle bryant who can't dress herself period that's what giselle that's that's what yesella reminds me of someone that knows they can dress their own body but if someone else was wearing that outfit it wouldn't work anyway so she's 40 now and so she's just a couple of years younger than me um and we cut to a scene where tj says to gisela i couldn't be more disappointed in you after she uh loses that elimination she basically gave up um and uh i love when tj is kind of like a mean girl like that So, Cyrus also gets a talking head. He's probably the oldest cast member this year. I I haven't checked. Or maybe Mark. Mark might be a little older than Cyrus. Uh, Trishel, remember her? She shows up. uh, Viewers of Married at First Sight, Nola, might remember her as Henry's friend. Um, She hasn't really updated her look since her 2001 real-world Las Vegas season. She still has that long, wavy hair. I think it's a tinged too blonde though like it's like too like bottled blonde i like that like darker brunette tone on her the music for challenge all stars is so good it's excellent we get the intro to feels like the first time actually we it's the chorus feels like the first time by foreigner and it's a nice segue to sort of like introduce the cast um that we've seen multiple multiple times I don't think a single person on this cast has done less than three challenges if i'm not mistaken uh i feel like tj looks a little different but i can't quite place what is different he may be happier maybe this year uh to see all of these veterans that he has like long established relationships with uh friendships probably even uh maybe he hated the cold of iceland last season it looked like a miserable place to be during uh that that time frame uh he also has clothes that fit him this time around, which is a huge improvement for TJ. Last season, all of his coats and jackets were kind of uh, tight-fitting. I mean, I guess everybody that tried on clothes last year felt a little snug. TJ welcomes them back to the challenge, and there's about three to four faces in this crowd that I can't quite place. But the ones I do place are quite a surprise. Uh, Beth from Real World Los Angeles amazingly looks the same from like the last time we saw her. And like I said, Katie looks just the same. It's it's like no time has passed. Uh, Ruthie from Real World Hawaii is here. It looks like she's cut her hair, but still kind of looks like Ruthie. There's Big Easy Eric, who honestly, I don't think classifies as a vet by any definition or an OG, but whatever. Derek and his bad hair. <laughs> Are also highlighted in this little clip. Uh, then we also have some challenge favorites like Durrell, Anissa. Um, and these two are definitely accumulating those frequent flyer miles from Iceland to Argentina. To, like, they'll probably show up on the next one, too. Uh, and remember, Letarian? Letarian's the most overrated player ever in any challenge. He's back. He's back and as sour and dour as ever. He is all talk. I think for someone so outwardly physically fit, he has a really shitty challenge record. Tiege explains that it's an individual game and that the prize is $500,000. Half a million dollars will go to one person that wins this challenge. Stakes are super high. And then we cut to Jemmy. And what is Jemmy doing here? To me, like the OGs of the challenge and that return to New York, that real world season with uh, Mike, Mike the Miz, and Coral. Anyone past anyone cast after that should not be on an OG season. To me, um, there are things I like, things that really stand out on this episode. Um, they get to wear normal clothes. <laughs> They're not always in the Under Armour sponsored uniform, which is a huge plus to me. The production is amazing, the set design, the house, they're all top notch. They spent money! <laughs> uh, it's almost Survivor-esque, especially this deliberation area. It is, They spent a lot of money on it, you can tell. Uh, and you know, I do have some qualms with this cast, but I think it's otherwise it's a great cast. Um, There's a couple of people I don't think belong here, but the rest of them, I am fully on board with this casting. Beth gets a talking head, and the last time you saw her was in Gauntlet 3. There was a Gauntlet 3. I remember 1 and 2, but definitely not (laughs) 3. Then I did some digging, and then the the screen shows that uh, Gauntlet 3 aired in 2008, and that was a year I didn't have cable or a television, so that checks out. (laughs) Problematic alert, Beth refers to Nehemiah as Tender Rony, like the Bobby Brown song. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, I think there might have actually been a, a woman named Roni on an early season of Road Rules. Maybe the one in the camper van with Timmy? Um, anyway, why is this white woman named Beth not using Nehemiah's name? Like, she knows it. It's not that hard to pronounce. Like, just use his name. Alton says to Nehemiah, isn't she married? Talking about Beth. Nehemiah responds, I think so, but I'm irresistible. (laughs) He's funny. Uh, He explains to, I guess, the audience, like the viewers, that Beth nicknamed him Tenderoni on the duel. And he continues to say, out of all the things I have done in my entire history of the challenge, that's the one thing that everybody remembers. And that's not true. (laughs) because I distinctly remember he may be the only person to ever send Kenny home from a challenge. So good for you, because I think Kenny might be an asshole, but he's still kind of hot. So this thing keeps coming up and I don't know how to bring it up, but it's happened on Instant Hotel, it's happened on some housewife shows, um, but I can't stand it when people hop into bed or lay in their beds with their street clothes on or their outside clothes on it's gross don't do it an ace and his dirty ass jeans are like sprawled out on his bed and i like wanted to dry heave <laughs> i remember on instant hotel cast members used to put their dirty luggage and like suitcases on beds that is so filthy don't do it it makes my blood boil when someone puts a suitcase on a hotel bed or like took a flight sat on all those different chairs and surfaces and then jumps into bed wearing the same clothes oh, oh, oh gross ace's accent was it always this strong has real world paris been such a long time ago that i forgot he sounded so country and speaking of real world paris where is ct why is ct not here ct is literally the definition of an ode well he, he yeah he deserves to have his place in the class of OG vets whatever I mean I guess he did win the last challenge so maybe he wants to take some time off but I definitely hope there's an all-stars season two with CT and Wes and uh, Coral Tina maybe maybe not Tina maybe she's banned for violence Wes I mean I think Wes Bergman might have been on Austin with Nehemiah so there is definitely We can definitely squeeze out a couple more seasons, I think, uh, going from, like, this OG list. Ace continues to talk about evil and greed, and um, I start to tune him out because Ace does not know how to play this game. Ace does not know when to shut his mouth. Ace talks too much. Ace is almost too forthright and honest, and um, he needs to just, like, sit back, pay attention, observe... And, play, and learn how to play this modern game of the challenge, not the way they used to play back in like the 90s or the early 2000s. This isn't a game of strength and brute force. It's a game of strategy and uh, double crossing. <laughs> the challenge is a math one, and after the math challenge in Iceland, I don't think anyone is confident in this one. And yes, they did bring back the challenge letters, so good for them. Um, but they're smaller. They're probably about five feet tall this go around. Welcome to the challenge. Are you ready? TJ asks. He assigns teams, and the teams are copper and silver. Why aren't they gold and silver? Or the white team and the black team? Or the blue team and the bl- the red team? I- copper and silver are not the most natural team assignments in my mind. <laughs> So basically, the challenge is they have to solve equations, retrieve puzzle pieces that are, are like uh, secured in this like pond, this like water pool. Apparently, the water is freezing. Everyone must go out and get one, and if you fail uh, to bring one back, you have to tag a new person, and that person has to go out and retrieve your puzzle piece. Essentially, so the first team to solve the equation will win. He says that the water is colder. the dive is deeper and the blocks are heavier than ever before if the water is colder i feel like production should have offered the cast wetsuits i feel like we wouldn't have had so many people fail miserably in this challenge if they were provided wetsuits but that's just my opinion there will be two team captains for each team tj says and um letarian volunteers and that's like a huge rookie mistake kellyanne starts to speak and then i'm questioning who is kellyanne (laughs) i thought this was svetlana and i'm kind of confused because i remember svetlana doing really well but i don't think i know who kellyanne is Uh, and then they show back a they show a flashback of kellyanne and she doesn't quite look like herself (laughs) She reminds me of all the girls I went to high school with, and all of them are like thirty nine to forty three. Kellyanne is thirty four. <laughs> I don't understand. Ysella volunteers to be team captain, and Tech does too. So Alton says that they have a he has a good team, and mentions Jana John A. Who's this? I had to look her up. She was apparently in the real world cancun season and then i'm like they did a cancun season (laughs) they went to mexico what i had no idea um and i think mtv is taking liberties with calling her an og but like i said whatever yes not like the affirmative yes the person (laughs) yes uh gets his talking head and reveals that i'm a state math champ (laughs) yes to me has always seemed almost too reasonable for mtv He never seemed to lose his cool or crack under pressure on Road Rule, Semester at Sea. Semester at Sea is one of the best Road Rule seasons of all time. Pua, Veronica, Yes, Ayana, um, I think I'm missing somebody else, but that season on a boat was, like, so good. Eric B and Rakim's "Don't Sweat the Technique" plays over the challengers doing the equations in their heads, and MTV is making me so happy with all this like old rap music that they're playing. Um, unlike other seasons, they're not crediting the music. So if you're younger and like only listen to contemporary music, you're probably thinking, "Why is this '80s song on this show, or this '90s song that I've never heard of on this show?" If you have to ask, go ask your parents or an uncle or auntie. Trust me, they will know. <laughs> Random question, why are Derek's shorts so long? They look like they go way past his knees. And this is a swimming challenge. Like these shorts don't need to be this long, I don't think. First time we get to see Durrell, and he's coming back with a block, but it's the wrong color. It's a copper team, so they get a time penalty. And this is when like, every they start accumulating five-minute time penalties uh, like they're going out of style. <laughs> Surprisingly, Yazella is the first person to get a puzzle piece back. Or it looks like it's edited that way. Um, and I'm really proud of her. Good for her. Kellyanne can't seem to find the right block, but she doesn't give up because the water's cold. She is super thin. But props to her for not giving up, unlike so many other people. Like Orissa, who literally does not have an ounce of body fat to keep her warm. And that's not like skinny shaming. She's just like thin. She starts to cramp up. And I really wonder what the water temperature is. This is basically the beginning of the Q epic failure montage. Everyone gives up. (laughs) Tech gives up. Remember Tech Tech? So I guess Tech and Ruthie were both from real real world Hawaii. John A. attempts to get her back, but can't detach it, and she gives up. Medic has to paddle out, or the lifeguard has to paddle out and and save her. Then Ruthie gives up. Kendall gives up. And the penalties just keep racking up. And to be honest, I don't think I know who Kendall is either, but um, she doesn't seem like she'll be around much longer. Tech has a talking head where he says, Welcome to the challenge, senior edition. Today looks like recess at the old folks' home. And he's not wrong. (laughs) I can't believe how many people could not do this challenge. It, I mean, I guess it it shouldn't be surprising because, you know, these people haven't been doing these challenges besides Daryl and Anissa for like almost a decade. (laughs) Um, But like, come on, guys, get into shape before you show up to Argentina. Um, Ace gives up. And while he's in the water, he gives off this really weird energy that I don't quite understand. Um, He doesn't want to be there, it seems. He's not listening to his teammates. He's very—he's like visibly uncomfortable. Maybe he's just cold because this water's freezing. Like I said, you should have given them wetsuits, producers. Um, he doesn't seem to have many like allies or friends on this cast, uh, and it's kind of sad because I think I used to really like Ace, but I don't really remember. But I don't really remember that well because I'm an old uncle now. <laughs> um, maybe in his. Uh, original real-world Paris season I just thought he was hot and dumb so I liked him but that gets I mean when I was in my 20s like everyone was hot and dumb and I was like oh yeah (laughs) big easy gets his block but he can't swim it back (laughs) so a lifeguard has to go out and save him Cyrus fails and surprisingly Jemmy like kicks ass and gets her block back in this uh on, on her turn lt starts to panic he starts to cramp and needs to be rescued uh and then lt says that he's 43. <laughs> um he looks way older than me like we're the same age he needs a good moisturizer a good sunscreen because he could easily pass for 53. anisa goes down and uh, she has the block but she can't yank it free while Darrell makes it look super easy uh kind of like hurt my feelings when Anissa like just couldn't get underneath the block to to release it. So Yazella goes back out, Katie quits and one of the best songs from the late 90s, Machine Head by Bush starts to play This song was such a part of my teenage years. The band Bush was like the first alternative foreign band with a really good looking long haired singer that made me feel something. (laughs) Um, All those crunchy harsh guitars Oh, it's like, mm, alternative music of the '90s was like just my jam. Yazella gets her second block back and is impressing the hell out of everyone, while the everyone on the Copper team like keeps quitting. LT says that he's a personal trainer, but the more I look at his body when his shirt's off, he's not like in the best physical shape. I feel like he might be, in he might be training for Survivor. You know when you like gain a little weight to survive off of like stored body fat but uh, no elton yes yusela Durrell are killing it for the silver team they are racking up all these uh blocks uh yes is killing this math equation um and then uh the sneaky music supervisors <laughs> they start uh playing the notes to we belong by pat benatar and this is also a great music choice. The music supervisor needs a raise. yasela says, I can't believe we just won this. I feel amazing. Good for you, team captain. I'm super proud of you. She is definitely not a layup, for sure. Yes, and Yasela should have been given a reward for their phenomenal performance. So let's face it. It's not a strength challenge at all. Yes is not a big guy. He's fit. But he's smaller than most of the other guys, and Yasela is a forty-year-old auntie with a forty-year-old auntie body. Um, she probably hasn't seen a gym in years, so do not underestimate her. Tej announces that it's a men's elimination, so Tech, as team captain, you are safe, and uh, Yasella, you get the lifesaver, which means that you can save a nomin- you can save the nominated player from going into the elimination round. TJ also doesn't state if Ysela uses the Lifesaver, how the new nominee gets selected. So that's a question for future episodes. TJ also says, as losing team captain, LT, you are going straight to the elimination round. The rest of you need to nominate one man to go against him. We get back to the house. Rough Riders anthem, rest in peace DMX, uh, starts playing another great song from the 90s and when they get back to the house, I didn't notice this the first time, There, there's artwork on the walls of this house, like charcoal pencil, like etchings and drawings of challenge battles. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Uh, they're kind of like big canvases uh, and it's kind of hard to make out their faces, but that's, that's a nice like sort of touch to uh, past challenges. Thank God we had a mathlete on our team, Darrell says. And uh, this deliberation Is like a replica of a survival, survivor tribal council. There's like wood carvings of their faces behind them, stumps for stools to sit on, tall grass around them. Uh, it's it's very uh atmospheric. Cyrus says that LT is his dude and he wants to go against Ace, so that's what he's gonna give him. And then basically everyone follows suit and votes for Ace, and I think that's kind of foul. Ace kind of throws a fit and calls them all monsters, and he's just, like, m- like mad about it. <laughs> Big mad about it. So yeah, it's gonna be LT and Ace in the elimination. Ace reveals that the only reason he did a Real World is to meet Beth, because he had a crush on her back in 1993. Who knew? I love reveals like this. More of this, please, MTV. And Ace... The more I look at Ace in his talking head, the more he reminds me of... Is it a Bachelor contestant? Someone on HGTV? It's gonna drive me crazy. (laughs) I'm not sure I buy his all shucks persona. Is he naturally shy or is he just hiding something? And again, Ace, after crawling through a window into his bedroom, he jumps into his bed with his street clothes on. Paint splattered cargo shorts and a fleece jacket and kind of pretends to go to bed. Sure, whatever party time at the party katie says have your ids ready you must be 40 and above i want to go party with katie because i love a party that's 40 and above no one gets too crazy knock on wood well you hope they don't uh it ends at a reasonable time you're probably drinking like straight up cocktails not shots the music is phenomenally better (laughs) when you're over 40 um and mace uh mace bad boys uh feel so good starts to play and that's that's another great song from like the late 90s ace joins them finally and he's wearing a costume from the 1890s and this is a joke that like just whatever and then another one of my favorite songs from the 90s returner the mac uh starts to play is that mac morris mark morrison no mark morris is the dancer and the choreographer right so it's mark morris and i think is the singer of the song not craig mac that's a different song <laughs> um return of the mac is just like such a good song anyway i want to steal Derek's mtv spring break t-shirt it's i mean it's a sleeveless t right now but like everyone had one of these mtv spring break t-shirts back like 20 years ago and i bet now they go for like a pretty penny I found this party much more entertaining than the ice bubble club that the double agents in Iceland had to uh, use for for their sort of like hangout social gathering spot. These are mostly, these contestants are mostly my tribe. And I love each and every single one of them. Kinda. Who do you think was the last man and woman standing at this party? I bet this party was over by like 1230 <laughs> The next morning, Yasella says, That 90s party was great, but that 2021 recovery? Not so much. Girl, same. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> Done that. Don't want to do it again. Ace wants to give away all the prize money if he wins, and this seems sort of like an inserted scene post-elimination just to round out his story some more. The arena is the site of the elimination. It's not called the crater or something stupid. Um, this is why I appreciate the challenge all-stars. <laughs> Yosella does a confessional after TJ asks her if she wants to save Ace with the lifesaver. And she says, quote, I specifically remember watching the challenge and Ace saying, and I quote, she's dead weight. Cut it. Let her go. End quote. And God, was Ace cute back in 2005? Anyway, Yusilla goes on to say, Well, guess what, Ace? Your past is coming back to haunt you. Who's dead weight now? And she says, No, she is not going to save Ace. So it's a good old fashioned pole wrestle, TJ announces, and LT has no idea what that is. So here's the deal if you come on this show, you need to watch, study, learn from previous seasons to familiarize yourself with the eliminations and how this game is played and ace should have begged on his knees and apologized to yesela someone should have taken ace aside and told him hey this is how you play the game that's how the challenge is played these days your enemies have to become your friends otherwise you're out so do whatever you possibly can to have Yusella use the lifesaver on you. LT dominates Ace like a jackhammer in this uh, elimination round, and it's kind of hard to watch. The slow-mo makes it even harder as Ace repeatedly just gets pummeled into the hard dirt. Anissa says it looks like he's being plunged into a toilet. And that is a very, very appropriate description. <laughs> That is what it is. Oh, also I like, I think this waterfall feature, like this water cascading over the challenge is kind of cool. It's a nice touch, props to the set designer. And it's not a surprise that LT wins. Ace says that this has been the honor of my life. Getting another chance to see these people after 15 years was worth getting the crap kicked out of me. So it was great, but I'm very looking forward to going home and seeing my dog. Who he misses very much. So, who's a contender that's left? Um, I don't think Jemmy, Big Easy, Beth, Cyrus, or Anissa stand a chance. Katie may surprise me. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, Nehemiah or Daryl, maybe. And I think Derek could also be like in my top spots. Um, Alton too. He he's physically fit. He uh, he can climb like no one's business. Uh, he's athletic. Uh, smart so maybe I don't think Trishelle or Arissa stand a chance. Like I said, unless Trishelle, Arissa, and Alton have some sort of like Las Vegas alliance going on. Mark might mm, I go back and forth on Mark. I think Mark is actually just happy to be here. <laughs> I don't really think he, he he'll go far, but I don't think he's gonna win it. Anyway, I'm super interested and I think that this is one of the best and most pure seasons of the challenge in a very long time. I think the addition of like these extra X on the Beachers or Are You the Oners, uh, with the exception of Cam, I like Cam, I think it sort of killed uh, the challenge for people of my generation of a certain age that wants like old fashioned real world road rolls challenges. I think this is a great addition to, like, the Challenge franchise. I can't wait to see what the rest of this season looks like. And let's switch over to the encore. There really isn't that... I mean, I do love the show, the encore, but there's not much I want to get into for this particular episode, um, except maybe some of the fashion, <laughs> because that's what really stood out to me. <laughs> I was a little busy... So I was basically listening to the episode through headphones, but not really watching the TV screen. But there's one point where I looked at the screen, and I think it's Pam's first opening confessional look. It's all black, like this very Rick Owens dark fantasy. Um, It's super chic, but um, I call it a confessional, but it's more of a talking head because later on in this episode, we get other confessionals that are stamped on the screen, (laughs) confessional, like in a new room. This is a confessional and I don't remember any other like confessionals in this manner in the previous two episodes, am I wrong? So Keely is really hurt by how she's being iced out of the group. And to be honest, she kind of brought it upon herself, right? Either way, she's a crying mess at the start of this episode. And we get our first look at Keeley in a talking head, not confessional, and she's in an orange dress. It's like a three-quarter sleeve. It looks like it's maybe like a velvet orange dress. And I never thought I'd put those words together. Uh, it's a choice, and it's certainly not a good one. We get a little snippet of the song "Birds Eye View" that Frick and Fracker doing, and it reminded me of some like vague like. I don't really know a lot of Ariana Grande's like catalog, but it just sounded like something that she would sing. That's all I took away from that. Irish tells the cast um, that she was 12 when she got signed to her record deal. Imagine being that young and having a record deal. Let's be honest, most kid stars that get signed that young don't last or just sort of fizzle out. I'm thinking, and these are references I bet no one else understands, uh, Tevin Campbell... Tracy Spencer. They get really, really famous when they're super young and they they just sort of fizzle out. And that's a shame because, you know, I love me some Tevin. I love me some Tracy. The Sugar Babes, my favorite girl group, probably my favorite English girl group of all time, got signed at like 13. And they have had quite a history. I think in the future, I'm going to devote an entire episode on how the Sugar Babes... (laughs) A band of three super talented young girls imploded and went through three possibly four lineup changes and finally ends up not having any original members left while still putting out music and then finally end up like basically like the band dissolves themselves and then the original three girls get the rights back to their original name so the sugar babes are now are all the original sugar babes Uh, anyway no one can look forward to that episode because (laughs) um no one cares but i do they are they are probably one of my favorite r&b groups of all time but just they never broke in the us and it's sad anyway um maybe that'll go over with like gay Brits. Come on, Apple Analytics. Um, get me some Sugar Babe fan listeners in the UK. <laughs> and Tevin Campbell should have had like a, like a super long career. Tracy Spencer, I think, might have. I think I remember watching Tracy Spencer on an episode of Star Search, <laughs> to be honest, with my grandmother back in Detroit. And I was like, Ooh, I like her. She's like, she she's pretty. Uh, I think she like might have done some modeling back in the day, too um but uh she had some hits and she put out a record in 1999 that uh the single um all about it's all about all about you not about me which uh black thought from the roots did a remix for like a drum and bass remix and that was probably my favorite song of 1999 up to 2000 tracy (laughs) t-r-a-c-i-e spencer (laughs) go look her up Uh, it's great Aubrey does a confessional and on the top of the screen, it now says confessional in this white font. And she's in this like blue room on a white sort of sofa. I don't like, I need to know more about the filming process of the show and the editing process because I don't understand why sometimes they're doing in the moment talking heads outside. Sometimes they're like in a proper room with like full glam and now they're doing confessionals in a separate room that are branded as confessionals. And this is only episode three. Or is it four? No, it's episode three, right? And the time in the studio is a bust, but Aubrey, Fallon, and Felicia sound kind of good together. <laughs> Aubrey plants the seed that she wants to be the queen, and uh, Pam, Pamela, Map, Alla Map. She doesn't particularly like the song, um that they're working on because the word ho is included so she wants her part cut um, because Frick or Frack won't change the lyric they won't take out the word ho and the only other thing that really stood out to to me this episode is Nivea's other confessional look is a maroon oxblood colored snakeskin biker jacket with fur sleeves it's so extra But it's so right. She looks like a star. (laughs) She does. I don't really like her earrings. I I I don't like it when earrings touch, like a jacket. It bothers me. But I think this outfit looks so good. And I think when she crosses her legs, you see that she's like in black leather leggings. She looks great. And like I said, um, Nivea is. She's just awesome. She's hilarious. Um, She says that all the girls in the house are acting like solo acts. All of them but her. Which is surprising because, you know, she's the only solo act in the entire house. Um, And Nivea's speaking pattern or speaking voice reminds me of someone. And I'm going to go crazy thinking of who it reminds me of. So let me know who Nivea sounds like. And Sita basically is there to tell them that they have to vote for a new queen. I think Pam might just be corny. And when she's reading off these votes, she gets real corny. It's almost, like, disturbingly so. <laughs> basically, Aubrey is crowned the new queen. Uh, I think it's the next day, and um, it's basically every podcaster's worst nightmare to lose a recording. And frickin' Frack managed to have lost Lamisha's vocals from the night before. So everyone has to, like, do them again, and all they're doing is fighting, fighting, fighting. These girls are not going to get along at all. I can tell. And uh, some things need to change because... While there are spurts of productivity and songwriting, recording happening, it's not enough, I feel, to get this album done in 30 days. So let's switch on over to Top Chef. So I think it's pretty much guaranteed that Shoda wins Top Chef. (laughs) That's my recap for (laughs) last week's episode. (laughs) He's getting the winning edit, he's getting the winner's edit. And, um, it's so obvious to me so yeah i don't want to basically rehash what i said last week but it was really really nice to see nina compton back um from new orleans uh, from top chef new orleans back as a guest judge and um yeah the food wasn't spec the food didn't blow me away at all (laughs) um and yeah i don't really see gabe winning and i think that we have reached. I, You know what? Okay, so I watched Top Chef without taking notes. And what I took away from it was is going to get the win. And then they will set up Dawn to come back for a Top Chef all-star season. And she'll probably win that one. Because she'll have more time to reflect or like figure out how she can manage her time better. And that's it. <laughs> I, I hope I'm wrong. I would love to see Dawn win. But I just don't. I, I don't think it's in the cards or the stars, or whatever. Hey all you Problematics, thanks for listening. Check me out on Instagram, I can be found at problematicpod, that's problematicpod, and leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Check you next time, thanks for listening.